Happy New Year! Microphone of Madness is a member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcasting Network. <laughs> hey everybody, Saturday night, Microphones of Madness. It's me, it's Rodney. It's over here, Steve. Hey. And as always, Princess Buttercup. That's me. That's no. you. God damn it. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pretty princess, god damn it. I'm a frail fucking flower. There you go. Lock up your sons. Cam is out tonight. <laughs> All right. So before we get into our uh, our topic tonight, which is Star Wars Episode Seven, uh, we got a couple of announcements to make. Uh, Friday Fungi returns on January the eighth, Friday night, nine o'clock p.m. So about goddamn time. About yeah. goddamn time. All new, yeah. different. All new. I, I all was different. going into withdrawals, man. Kim will be playing uh, Captain America. <laughs> uh, also, uh, we promised we would drop this. Manted Magazine has officially dropped now. Yes. Uh, officially this time. Officially, officially, we uh, yes. uh, jumped the gun a little bit on Facebook. But, yeah, you can go and check it out, okay. mantedmagazine.com. Uh, let's see. Also, Ted Wally, big uh, supporter of the show, one of, our, one of our first guests on the show, uh, will have a table at Wizard World Comic Con in New Orleans on January 8th, 9th, and 10th. So if you're in the New Orleans area you want to check out Comic Con, uh, head on by uh, booth 407 and talk to our buddy Ted. He says he's uh, open for commissions and, and custom pieces and stuff like that. So go check out the Matilda comic book while you're there. Buy a copy. Get you some artwork done. Pay him so he can pay us for that plug. Pay the artist. That's right. So... The force. There has been an awakening. Yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's let's. We're, I I told Kim before we started the show that I was going to put her on the hot seat first. And so, Kim, you are a Star Trek fan, correct? Star Trek. Yes, I'm a Trekker. Trekker, Trekkie, Trekker. There's a difference. Uh, Don't you care about me, Trekkie? You can explain that after the question. Um, of course, J.J. Abrams has also tinkered with your franchise as well. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. What did, you, what did you think of his reboots of Star Trek to begin with before we get into They're amusing, but I, I'm too much of a purist to really take them all that seriously. That's, that's just, fair. That's just me. Now, now, what about what about uh, Into Darkness when when he was making all those promises that he was not remaking Wrath of Khan? Mm -hmm. And he basically, kind of, of flushed that down the toilet. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and you know, it's like Benedict Cumberbatch. I am not playing Khan. Um, uh, hi, I'm Khan. <laughs> well, lacking a decent uh, Ricardo Montalban. I actually, I actually don't mind him as uh, as Khan. But he's not Khan with a chase through a nebula. He's Khan with a minigun. Yeah, yeah. But he still worked over James T. Kirk, which is important. Kirk. Anyway. Khan. <laughs> so, so what did you? What did you? are not a huge Star Wars fan, but what did you think of The Force Awakens? I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I have seen all the movies. Mm -hmm. I'm a moderate Star Wars fan. And I did like this one. Okay. I like the fact that they have more females on both sides. Whereas in the first series, it was like one woman in the entire galaxy. Yeah, but I, it's it's really hard to count Phasma because she didn't really do much but get knocked out by a Wookiee. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, they're there, so it's happening, you know? Progress. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, and Steve, Steve has seen it twice now. I have. And what what is your thoughts? 
Um, I enjoyed it immensely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it a fun movie. Faults, but I will say it hit me in all the right places. So I'm not going to complain about that. Um, it wasn't a little predictable, but it's Star Wars. It's kind of always a little predictable. <laughs> and uh, I, I rate, I rank it up there with uh, with New Hope, the movie it was modeled after. And I am not upset that it was a retelling of that movie. So all in all, I give it, you know, give it a thumbs up. All right. Me too. You too. Now I've seen it. Jedi. <laughs> I, I've and seen it. Correspondent Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> coming coming to you live from the Jedi Temple. <laughs> uh, okay, so I've seen it twice as well, and I'll, I'll tell you, I I liked it far more. The second time around than I did the first time around. The the first time around, yeah, all of the story beats the this that it's basically. I mean, we can we can call it what what I think the term the industry term is a C boot, where it's a sequel and a reboot at the same time. And you know, and it's that too. Yeah, but you know, and it. it yeah, all the beats of of a new hope were there, and but I would have to say that overall, I I enjoyed it, particularly coming out of it the second time. I liked the new characters, with a few exceptions. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean it's a good movie. I would I wouldn't rank it up there with 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 the a new hope or the original Star Wars film. And I definitely wouldn't rank it up there with Empire. I'd probably say it's it, it's up there with at least Return of the Jedi. Um, but I another friend of mine, a, a guy I work with, you know, is like telling me his opinion of it. He he liked it. He wasn't a big fan of it doing the the A New Hope over again. And if it has the same beats as Empire in Episode. Eight, that he's gonna be done with the franchise. <laughs> I, I don't know if I don't know if I'd go that far, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I like it. I like it. I'm I'm not ecstatic ecstatic about it, and there are reasons for that, but yeah, I liked it too. So I I, I would give it a thumbs up. Uh, you know, I mean, the first time I saw it, I didn't like hate it, hate it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. I, no. Well, I. You know me. Dude, you wouldn't even talk about it. Well, I didn't want to talk about it, and you know because I knew. I mean, hell, you you saw me accidentally give a couple of spoilers just chit chatting with you guys, and I didn't want to talk about it right away. I wanted to take some time to digest it a couple days, but my initial impression was, you know, this. What what the hell is this? And the second time I was able to, you know, get past that and just kind of watch it. So, yeah, you know, the the Rodney that loves Star Wars and the Rodney that looks at everything with a critical eye because we have a show and a blog that criticizes this stuff, <laughs> you know, are 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 conflicted. Um. Yeah, I mean, okay. So, so what'd you guys? What'd you get? Let's let's talk about Carrie Fisher. All right. She's Carrie, awesome. Carrie Fisher, some neck bearded douchebags. Oh my god. Have been giving Carrie Fisher a hard time because she doesn't look like she did when she was like twenty five. What the hell? You know, I want to. I want to know what they look like when they're her age. Right. You want to add? You ask me. Carrie Fisher looks damn good for sixty-eight. Yeah. How over old she? Fifty-eight, sixty-eight. Or how over old she is? If you ask me, they're damn lucky Carrie Fisher decided to do this movie because treated mm-hmm. by this franchise in the past. Right. Exactly. 
and 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 still being mistreated by its fans. Yeah. You know the what one is wrong thing. With people? Now that was great to see. You know, even though we know Harrison Ford hates Star Wars, he he's kind of regrets being involved in it. He's done, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he's done, but it was so great to see those two, Carrie Fisher, and 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 Harrison Ford, slide back into those roles, and you know that that whole and you hear the John Williams score with the the Han and Leia theme, and you know, and it's like, wow, you know. These here are here are those two, and it's like they never stopped and went on to do other things. It's it's almost like you never missed a beat. With he's those not characters. he's not necessarily done. Right, he's not necessarily done. I think they I think the uh, person in charge of Lucasfilm said that the entire cast was was down for episode eight, so he might be there in flashbacks. Yes, or in other forms. Or in other forms, but it's that but would be nothing. an unprecedented the series. Yeah. They didn't do it in the first series. Yeah, they did. Yeah, huh? Every ghost in the first series was a force user. So Han he was he, not. he he was married to or whatever their relationship ended up being. He was married to a force positive woman. I don't think it's something you get like a but don't It's you not think like that, being conceived in the TARDIS. The relationship between them, but don't you think that the relationship between them would result in a bit of energy exchange now and then? I, I think Han Solo said it best. The Force doesn't work like that. <laughs> what the fuck does he know? <laughs> I know. I love, I love how he's all of a sudden an expert in the Force. <laughs> But, but actually, that, that brings up another point of mine that I was going to bring up. Okay. One of the gripes that I had, actually. They were all on about, well, you're his father. Go talk to him. Well, what about his mother? If she's force positive, would there not be a connection there, too? There would be a connection there, too, but I... I don't. It's really hard to say this early in the film because Abrams, Abrams and Kasdan wrote it in such a way that there are a lot of questions, and you know Kylo Ren's relationship with his mother and his father mm-hmm. was was has to, has to be very complex. But so. but I think that that Leia is not going on missions anymore. And it was almost kind of an afterthought that you you go talk to him because you're already going to be there. I mean, she tells him, if you see our son, mm. bring him home. You know, which means Han Solo had the choice of whether or not he could go looking for Kylo Ren or he could just do his thing and, and bounce. And if he dies, he dies in the resulting mm. explosion. Um... Now, so we have that, and that, what about the new characters? What did everybody think of the new characters? They were pretty darn fun. That little droid was so adorable. BBA. I wanted to adopt it. Yeah. You can. They have them at all. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Like 200 bucks. Though. Yeah, you can get little ones that are run on your smartphone. I want the freaking toy. I want the droid. <laughs> It is a toy. I said, I don't want the toy. Okay. I want the real toy. All right. As, as soon as artificial intelligence comes along, and we can build you a, a BB-8 that actually does everything it's supposed to. Okay. Speaking of BB-8, <laughs> his, little, his little blowtorch thumbs up, stupid. That was that was Jar Jar Binks shit right there. Well, sort of actually installing a, a miniature thumb in there, I, I don't think they had much in the way of options. 
R two D two never thumbs up Luke Skywalker's like yo dude. Yeah. Although although I will say I, I will I will give him the benefit of the doubt because I do like Star Wars Rebels and and their droid Chopper has two arms that come out of his head and he goes every time he wins he does that football play. Yeah, he you know um, I think there's a there's a short called the Machine and the Ghost where he he Hera and Kanan are arguing at each other and trying to shoot down these TIE fighters. The chopper gets pissed off, runs to the back of the ship, and blows up the last TIE fighter himself. And when he shoots him, he pops his little arms out and goes, Surprisingly. So, so I'll, I'll... It was some Jar Jar Binks shit, but I'll, I'll, I'll let that slide because the comedic beat right there when he did it was, was perfect. Surprisingly, it being a Disney film, mm-hmm. as um, cheesy kid-oriented as they could have made it. Well, yeah, and a lot of people said that 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 was what was going to happen when Disney bought Lucasfilm, and a lot of people said that was going to happen when Disney bought Marvel. But I mean, you liked Ant Man. Ant Man wasn't a cheesy kid film. No. So you know, I mean. Um, okay, so so we got to BB-8. Actually, speaking of that, just real quickly. Yeah. Okay. The man himself, not Stan, but George Lucas, had some choice comments about reproduction. <laughs> oh, the, this will make it right. Um, rescind. <laughs> Do not speak against the mouse. Yeah. Um, I mean, he basically said it was just a a rewriting of my movie. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that. And right. Hey, you got to just say, well, you know, four, $4 billion says, yes, that's what you get. Right. Well, and, and that's that's the one thing that bothers me about the rewriting of the movie is everybody complained so much about the prequels. And they were, by and large, pretty bad. Um, that this was like Disney executives sitting over J.J. Abrams' shoulder going, make that more like Star Wars. Make that more like Star Wars. You know, and it it became, and a lot of the, the homage to the original film was just like, corporate pandering to the fanboys. I mean, it was the perfectly crafted Star Wars experience. And that's what kind of bothered. That's that's one of the things that really stuck in my craw about it. But yeah, I mean, Mia did not want to did not go into this movie wanting to like BB-8 because he's like the R2D2 replacement and everybody likes R2D2. Sure. Sure. He's and, awesome. And then BB-8 purred. And she was like, okay, I you win. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we have we have BB-8. Let's talk about his his fleshly counterpart, uh, Poe Dameron. What what do we think of Poe Dameron? Was Poe Dameron introduced in? Any other medium before this? Uh, Poe Dameron's parents are in Wendig's novel, uh, Aftermath, but this is Poe's first appearance. All right. The thing I like the best about Poe Dameron is he wasn't in there a lot. Yeah. I'm not saying he was a bad character, but he is the... White Hero, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, all rolled into one. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. And I'm glad he was there, but not that he, not to have the front and center role. This might change in the next movie. I, I think, I think Poe Dameron was J.J. Abrams' role-playing game character. <laughs> because... Hey, that was a great line. That dude could not miss 
could not miss. I mean, what what is that? Um, the the scene the scene where the the first order is attacking uh, Maz Kanata's place, and the, the the resistance is that was cool. I'll give you that. When the resistance is coming in, the X wings over the right at water level, mm -hmm. and there the wings pop open, and they're just like. <laughs> but then after that, Poe pulls up, and it's like every single fucking TIE fighter in front of him dies. Everyone. I think he, I, what was it, like uh, like four or five in a row? Well, I mean, that's just like Anakin. Well, even Anakin misses. <laughs> was it just him, or did he have a gunner with him? No. It's X-Wing. He, all he has is BB-8 and himself. Hmm. But even but even when he had his little rifle out at the very beginning, one stormtrooper, two stormtroopers. Uh, I'm gonna get Kylo Ren. Nope, denied. Now, what did you think of uh, of Darth Severus? Darth. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Professor Snape has a Um. In the future, as his goths. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Ky Kylo Ren is he is no Darth Vader. I mean, no. hell, he's he's he even admits it to himself. Right. I mean in that and he's he's self referential that way. <laughs> Yeah, I want to be Darth Vader, but I'm not good enough to be Darth Vader and I'm gonna throw a temper tantrum and destroy a billion credits worth of equipment. With my lightsaber. It's actually kind of believable, though. I mean, he's the kid who had all of Cure albums and wanted to be Robert <laughs> Smith. Damn. He to be Robert Smith. But then he realized that after a while, Robert Smith just kind of sucked. Right. But he wanted to bring back, like, the first four Cure albums. Uh, okay. I, th I think it's too early to pigeonhole him as the next Darth Vader because he starts out conflicted. He Darth starts Vader out, wasn't conflicted until like the end. Right, right. And they kind of reversed it there with, with Kylo Ren. And the one thing the one thing that I would have would have done differently than JJ Abrams did, other than you know the temper tantrums, I would have done something different. Um is I would not have him remove the mask when he was interrogating Ray. Why? Because his face already being revealed, you know what he looks like under there. So when Han Solo says, take off the mask, let me see my son, it, it kind of loses a little bit of its punch. If that had been the first time we saw his face, it, I, I, think it, I think that particular moment would have worked out better. But apparently that helmet is very heavy. Because every time he puts it down, it just goes, boom. He actually has to make a request to uh, drop that helmet so that in engineering they can compensate for the gravity. Mm. Apparently. What's what are those vibrations? Uh, Kylo Ren stomping around again. Now, is there any background on the Knights of Ren? Uh, no. Knights of Ren are, are an original organization. No, 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 I realize seen. that, but have they appeared anywhere else? No, not that I'm aware of. I mean, so you could just piece together that they were frat buddies at the Skywalker Academy. Right. There's a, there's only the one scene where you see the Knights of Ren, and that right. was Ray's vision, and you don't really see them other than apparently they all hang out and they all wear masks. Right. So, so you're assuming they all took on stage names with the last name of Ren. They're like the Ramones of Possibly. the dark side. Possibly. But I'm not real concerned about the Knights of Ren if Kylo is their leader. <laughs> well, he just yeah. won't be the one that's most easily manipulated by Snoop. Yeah, well, it's one of these things, they, they, they build him up 
as being a Darth Vader type of character. Um, and well, I mean, just the whole whole First Order itself, I was weak. I thought. I mean, you know, I I like the Resistance guys. They're great, except for Poe, and Poe's a bit of a Mary Sue, because everything he touches turns to fire. Um, but the First Order just doesn't feel threatening like the Empire. You know, it's and no. but everything they have is bigger. Well, it, but the thing is, it it seems like everything they have, but their actual gravitas is bigger. Yeah. Because the Empire was the Empire. It was everywhere but the Outer Rim. And even there, they had... They were there. Because the guy in charge of the Outer Rim was Grand Moff Tarkin. Right. And General Hux is no Grand Moff Tarkin. Right. And here, there's a New Republic. So they are opposed to the New Republic. Mm Mm-hmm. you don't you don't get a really clear picture of the full political situation, like right. in actual Star Wars, mm-hmm. in in New Hope four, five, and six. You knew had your emperor, empire, they were everywhere. You had your rebels, right? And and the scale is so small with the First Order as well. I mean, as far as you know, they have one super star destroyer and. Star Killer Station, and right. that's so it. How big of a threat really are they that you need a resistance force? What are they resisting? I mean, I wondered that too. I wish that had been made more more apparent, so you kind of yeah have the lines drawn. Yeah, it's kind of it's, it is kind of muddy. I mean, it, they the establishing shot that's meant to call out to. Really, that's more of a call out to Return of the Jedi, where you see the the, the executor come in, and you know, it's just not the same as the that Imperial Star Destroyer chasing the Tantive Four, gunning it down, and then kind of coming in, hovering on top of it, and sucking it into the the um, its cargo bay. You know, it's. I mean, you get all the all everything you hear about the threat of the first order. A lot of it comes from uh, Finn. When Finn is like, "You can't run from them. You know, they're they'll find you. They're everywhere. You know, and all this." But he was one of them. I mean, but he was one of them. So how much of that is is actually first order propaganda? You know. But then again, they do have the power to blow up a system. Not anymore. Well, that's true. And they had enough chutzpah to go in and wreck up the the bar. Yeah. Thinking twice about it. True. So all for all for the map of Skywalker. What the actual fuck is going on? Right, and and again, that's like I was saying with you know they left us with a lot of questions. I just think it would have been better if that had been somehow put in. Yeah, I mean... Through the course of the movie. You know who's good, who's bad, just how powerful all the bad guys. Right. You don't have to... You don't have to leave everything open knowing that there's going to be two more sequels. Right. Right. You can wrap things up. You can define things within the film... And and still leave things open, right? Of course. But there were so there's so many mysteries to be solved here. Well, I think that's a symptom of um, the latest trend in Hollywood of jamming the first of your trilogy with all kinds of backstories, mm-hmm. so that you're introduced to everything all at once, and then the rest of the series you could take your time going through it all. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was there was that aspect of okay, now we have to give everybody what they want, and now we can tell the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. And that might be that might be part of it, but we're gonna have to wait two two years to have these questions answered. They should just film all these movies back and back. But uh, Peter Jackson way. Yeah. Of course, they have to be written. Then. <laughs> 
Yeah, and and the writing duties shifts as, as the movie. Uh, Abrams is only taking over as a producer for the next two. He's not writing and he's not directing. I suppose that. Okay, so what about Ray? I love me some Ray. I, I love yeah. me some Ray. Um, she made the Millennium Falcon dance like no one else could. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Solo was impressed with her. Yeah, right. even you know Han Solo was like, like impressed, like a father. Oh. No, I don't think he was impressed with her like a father. I think he's impressed with her like like an uncle, and like an odd uncle. Mm-hmm. Could be, could be. I, I think she's significantly, significantly younger than Kylo Ren, so I don't think that Han. I think Han knows who she is, but it was during his period of separation from Leia. So you, do you think that Luke got got uh, the shaft from the Knights of Ren and decided, oh, I better hide my daughter? Um, mm-hmm. I I think I think the rise of Snoke might have had something to do with that. So he pulled an Obi Wan and hid her on uh, on Jakku, knowing that one day he would either be able to come back for her or she would find him. Makes sense. Because I think the connection with the lightsaber was too direct for her to be, well, yeah, was too direct. To be anything but blood. To be anything but blood. So I don't think she's... Oh, it would be blood. Right, but I don't think she's, I, I don't think it's meant to be, um, you know, it's meant to be, um, you know, Han and Leia's child. I think it's it's Luke's child. So there's that that du- that direct link right there to the light side. Well, she definitely has that Skywalker jack of all trades thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she could definitely do anything. Mm-hmm. And and she gets a in in same neck beards that complain about Carrie Fisher, complain about her being a Mary Sue. And being able to do everything, but she can't do everything. Um, she can't shoot a blaster for shit. Yeah. You know, she didn't killed. even get it to fire the first time. Yeah. Oh, oh safety. <laughs> oh, oh shit, safety. Just point it. Yeah. Right. Not quite. Not quite. But yeah, I think I think she was a good addition. I think uh, John Boyega's Finn. Was an interesting interesting addition too because he's got a little bit of that lovable loser mm-hmm. thing going on, <laughs> but but I think I think his his knowledge of the first order is a little too convenient. It's like okay, we find out, you know, he he comes in and he's he's talking, he lies of course to Ray about being in the resistance. Then, you know, he tries to talk big to Han Solo, and Han Solo's got him figured out already. Mm-hmm. And then Ray, of course, has him figured out. But when it comes down to, okay, this we got to attack Starkiller Base, and, of course, you have that one general who apparently is an astrophysicist. And he's like, well, a, a weapon of that magnitude needs a, needs a thermal oscillator. No, I'll tell yeah. you. It would make sense to have generals in the resistance who are astronauts. Yeah, but but it's what follows that it is it's Finn goes. Yeah, they got one of those. It's over here. You know, and then we find out that he's he's a trash trooper. He's a janitor. Janitor. Yeah. Sanitation. <laughs> so, now, but see, they have they have snow. Well, but remember what sanitation entails on a, on a starship. Yeah, but they have snow troopers, they have sand troopers, they have shadow troopers. Now with Finn, they have trash troopers. Well, I think they have people who have duty assignments on board the Starkiller base, but they still have... Yeah, but they're still troopers. Innocent civilian. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they let him fight. I'll I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Now, my buddy who who I went to see at the 
first time with. But he's still a trash trooper because that's uh, Will. He said it would be just like the Empire to find Landau Calrissian's kid, kidnap him, and make him a big <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> now, now the best the, the best end for that would be you know Lando Calr Lando Calrissian standing over Finn's hospital bed in the final scene, going, "Hi there, I'm Lando Calrissian. I'm your father." <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm your daddy. <laughs> you fucked up, didn't you, son? It's good to see you, boy. <laughs> Great. You know what? I'll tell you, Finn was probably my favorite character in that movie. Who was that, Finn? Finn. Yeah. I mean, he had he. The comedy was on point. I, I, that was great. He did a really good job. He worked well with Han Solo. Yes, I love when he called him Solo. Yeah. Did you just call <laughs> me Solo, Han, Mister Solo? <laughs> All right, big deal. <laughs> so, so it was solo and big deal. So, well, yeah. So we're gonna call, we're gonna start calling him Big Deal from now on when we refer to him. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Ray was great. Finn was great. Oh, Dameron. Teflon Man. A Star Wars film is supposed to be above, above anything else fun. Mm-hmm. And it delivered that. After that, you can pick it apart. Right. The big difference between this movie and Phantom Menace, which I just recently rewatched, mm-hmm. is Phantom Menace is everything but fun. It has its moments, but it's really it's a shitty movie. It's very Star Trekky. Oh, shut your mouth. Well, it is. I mean, you know, I don't want to like talk about this because feeling... let's just not let's just forget it exists, can we? But I'm I'm just saying that this movie it delivers at least for the entertainment value. Mm-hmm. There wasn't. Mm-hmm. After seeing it twice, I wasn't sitting there going, I don't care what time. When is this sucker going to end? Whereas with that menace, as soon as you hit that pod race, I'm just like, we're halfway through this. And I got to watch 20 minutes of pod racing. Well, Steve, this will begin to make it right. I'm saying it, it did what I wanted it to do. Now, I go into films with very low expectations. Right. That way I'm pleasantly surprised. But how can you go into Star Wars with low expectations? Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. Ah, ah, just, just ah, But that's, that's afterwards. That yeah, you were disappointed. I'll tell you by the time. Not with Attack of the Clones, with the name itself. Attack of the Clones is a great movie if you cut out all of that crap on Naboo between Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman. You slice that from the movie, you've got a great adventure movie. You have an hour, hour. Oh. And you have an hour and a half of Obi Wan Kenobi kicking ass. But even then, even parts of that were just like. Dumb. It was just there were parts that were just, were just dumb. I mean, unforgivably dumb. Not like, oh, okay, I get it. Well, that's because Count Dooku was supposed to be Jar Jar Binks. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if that was the plan, and it it really does seem like that was the plan to have to have Jar Jar Binks as the man behind the man. That would have been the biggest jaw-dropping reveal of Episode 2. It would have been cool. Everybody would have been like, I hate Jar Jar Binks, I hate Jar Jar Binks. And then you would have been like, I am the bad guy. And, and 
Darth Jar Jar Binks actually talks like that. Oh he doesn't. God. He doesn't. He, he won't say me as a bad guy. God. Oh. All right. So you're hurting me. Yes. This it's definitely redeeming itself. Yes. This is a good start. Until we see episode eight. Episode eight will be a whole different thing. I yeah, kind of wonder what they're going to do for the next Star Killer. Why I really Star Killer? What what are they going to do with their next one? They can't just make it bigger. Well, if they already did that. Following the 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 tradition, it's going to be a hunt for either Luke Ray or both of them. Mm -hmm. And and that'll be the main plot of the. It'll it'll end. But see, it already ended on kind of a, a, a somber tone. Right. Well. You know? But we'll, we'll, we will see, we'll probably see Ray's training with Luke. You know, this, to mirror Yoda's training with Luke in Empire. Um, yeah, and, and if they're following the, the, the mirror principle, um, where they mirror certain things. We will see Empire Strikes Back story beats. Right. We'll probably end up seeing um, um, uh, Lando come back. Right. We might see Lando come back. Obviously. We might see... Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully see more of Phasma. Because poor Phasma didn't get to do much of anything. No, she'll be the Boba Fett. She'll be the heavy now she gets to go out. She gets to go out and actually... She will be... Kylo Ren will take a back seat for, for the second movie, and you'll see probably more of Phasma being the main right. antagonist. Kylo Ren's going to be trained by, by Snoke. So you'll probably have like parallels between uh, Rey's training and... Right. Right. We'll we'll see we'll see Ray's training. We'll see Ren and probably the Knights of Ren training under Snoke. Uh, since both of them are now at the point where your training needs to be completed. Right. Uh, we will probably see Phasma going after Finn because he's the traitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know that was pretty embarrassing what they did to her, throwing her in the trash compactor. <laughs> um, now, I love their faces when they said that. <laughs> I, I think we'll see. Is there a trash compactor? Yeah. By the third film, you'll see Kylo Ren a lot more calm. Right. We'll, we'll we'll probably see like the Kylo Ren we were expecting, where he will be able to in, in episode nine focus it. However, <clears throat> twenty sixteen. We will see one of the the first of the anthology films, which is Rogue One, which actually this is a prequel of sorts, and it is about the plot to steal the Death Star plans. Hmm. So I'm I'm actually kind of excited for this one because that's a that's a bit of Star Wars lore I've always been curious about. Is how did they get those plans to begin with? So, you know, you'll see something that'll lead up to the beginning of A New Hope. Yeah. All right, then. Do you know about when that's supposed to come out? Uh, that one, probably December of this year. Because hmm. it's one a year for the next five years. That's a smart move, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, instead of doing, like, episode 7, episode 8, episode 9, they're doing, you know, saga film, anthology, saga film, anthology, saga film. Because I believe the second anthology film is Han Solo's origin story. Okay. Oh, it's too bad, because River King. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the hunt goes on for who's playing Han Solo. Look at that girl. You could be. Will it be? My dog. Your dog. <laughs> Your dog. All right then. 
No, your dog is your dog is playing a hut. No, that's my cat. No, he's playing an Ewok. <laughs> your dog's playing an Ewok. The dog's a wolf. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think about Chewie's uh, reaction? Chewie's reaction? What? Chewie's reaction to, to the death of Han Solo. Wasn't pulling arms off. I thought he would start pulling arms off. Well, I mean, he started wrecking shit, though. <laughs> yeah. and, and the first thing he does, and he knows he shouldn't do this, so which is probably why he only like grazed his side, but Han Solo falls off the catwalk. First thing Chewie does is bust a cap in Kylo Ren. Well... He yeah. did that because without that, Callaway probably would kicked, um, kicked uh, Ray's ass at, right at the end. Yeah. Her little uh, yeah. critical role on her battle meditation check? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, what, there, what was up with that? Well, there, she shouldn't have survived that. Yeah, she should have. She knew how to fight, she just wasn't used to a lightsaber. Yeah, but she was, like, meditating, and he was trying to kill her. Right. And then she opens her eyes, and she's like, you know, and Super Saiyan mode, engage. <laughs> you know. It's like Julian in his critical roles. Once I thought about it. <laughs> Plus, Kylo Ren was, was gut-wounded. Sort of. I mean, he was, it was more like a, a flank type of thing. It bled, but it wasn't like like a, a really serious injury, I don't think, because it didn't drop him. And the bowcaster, we saw knock stormtroopers clean across the battlefield. I read that article, too. Yeah, I read yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, he had to have only just winged him in the side. Right. Or, yeah. you know, Kylo whiny piece of shit that he is, I mean, he's a force user. He does have that ability to stop. Stop. Laser bolt. I'm sure that. He can hold his own against a blaster. I'm sure. One blaster. Even from the bowcaster. Probably. I like this thing. <laughs> So really, yeah, all the all the great moments of this movie were on the hero side. You know, and, and when you sit down and you really think about what you're criticizing, it's always the antagonists that, that are getting the point. We're, we're always – all of our jokes have been about Kylo Ren. Right. Um, again, Kylo Ren did what Darth Vader did in the first movie, which was – Take out the... Take out the old guy. Yeah. Well, that's what Vader did. Other than that, what did Vader do in the first? What's the matter, Kim? <laughs> I'm just stuck on whiny little piece of shit, Darth Vader. We were we were Mia and I were discussing this in the car on the on the way home from on the way home from work yesterday. Joy Division poster and black light. Right, and you know, is curtains over his lights. He's he's got a couple of Bauhaus LPs that he's never listened to. <laughs> but Peter Murphy is fucking awesome. <laughs> He's, he's got all of Anne Rice's autographs. <laughs> he might be going to uh, Louisiana. I see that. Oh, shit. Ren, you were but a boy when I found you working behind the counter at Hot Topic. <laughs> Now, okay, okay. Here's okay. Here is a here is a protagonist joke. Okay, 
who else thought that Admiral Akbar was a little too old and senile to be in that scene? Everybody's talking about Starkiller Base and how powerful it is and how scary it is, and Admiral Akbar is just kind of standing there like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> you know, Admiral Akbar is my favorite incidental character in all of Star Wars. And, yeah, and they made him look like a complete and total idiot. And am I the only one thinking that, that Chewie was a whinier little bitch than he should have been? Uh, he's actually pretty whiny in Empire. Really? And Chewie? Yeah. I'm going to have to rewatch that. Yeah, I mean, Chewie, yeah, Chewie like, is kind of a sensitive sort of Wookiee. I mean, he's supposed I mean, to be this badass warrior, you know? But, oh, well, uh, he, you're trying to put a bandage on me and, and shut up and, and go away and... <laughs> My, I bet you were so brave. <laughs> but then again, over the course of, let's see, he was in, he was in uh, Revenge of the Sith. So over four films, Chewie has never been shot. Hmm. Five. Well, five films now. But this is the first film that he's been actually wounded in. That I didn't know. Hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, hell, the Battle of Kashyyyk, he was never, he wasn't wounded at that. And some, some putz, third string putz character, gets a lucky shot in, hits him in the arm. Hmm. And he, and he hmm. cries. And he tries to kill Finn six times. <laughs> Not that that is the problem. Superman, you know, lost his powers and got a hit. He probably won, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, you remember Superman, too. He took his powers away with the red sun generator, got punched in the face, and was like, <gasps> when he saw his blood the first time. That's true. But, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just Chewie being played for laughs, I think. Chewie. Mm. Chewie. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Fan theories. Yes, the fan theories that, let's see, one is that, uh, and we, we discussed this briefly when we were talking about Ray. one is that Ray is actually a Kenobi rather than a Skywalker. And I think I think the, the connection with the lightsaber, her piloting ability, and just that final scene with her and Mark Hamill, just kind of like throws that out of the water. Yeah. Throws it out of the water. When did all Ray is a Skywalker. Yeah, I don't. I can't. I can't even think that there's anything valid about that. Now, yeah. The 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 big fan theory is that Supreme Leader Snoke is Darth Plagueis the Wise. Um. The Support the so-called supporting evidence for it is that the opera scene in *Revenge of the Sith* is very musically similar to Snoke's theme. Um, secondly, when Disney took over Lucasfilm, they basically eradicated all of the expanded universe and made that into what they call Legends canon. So there was a Darth Plagueis novel that described him as being uh, from the planet Munalist. He was a, a moon. But since they got rid of that, it's clean slate with who Darth Plagueis is. So they think, the, the theory is, is that Snoke is Darth Plagueis. And that he's been behind, he, that if that turns out to be true, that means... Plagueis has been manipulating the events of the galaxy since episode one. So you're saying that he is Jar Jar Binks? No, I'm not saying he's Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that he is the Sith Lord that Palpatine thought he killed in his sleep. And it, I just, it's possible. It's possible. Yes, but... 
we'll we'll find out in the next film. They'll probably give us a few more clues as to who who Snoke really is. Other than a enormous egomaniac, he's pretty enormous. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you know, what kind? You know, that is not the only other other hypothesis I have is that Snoke is actually this tall. That would fit too. He's Mars. He's Maz Kanata's brother. He's over overcompensating for something. Yes. I don't know the fact that half his face is missing. Poor Got him. Got him. Fifty What's Tato's precious? <laughs> Potatoes. The girl, the girl is strong in the force. Oh wait, wait, wait. The girl is strong in the force. I can't get inside her brain, man. Bring her to me, precious. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Yeah. It's awesome. Can you understand anything this man is saying? <laughs> it's all willy wobbly, I don't know. The weird thing ask the question what would be different if HP Lovecraft had written? I told you, Luke Skywalker would be searching for the necro-holocron. I think that is just the stupidest question ever. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it might be kind of fun to... to fun, but it is just a dumb question because H.P. Lovecraft would never write that. Right. Well, yeah. The, the, out, of, it, out of his range. Right. However, Robert Howard would have a blast with it. Robert E. Howard would have... Would, would It would be a better... Howard. That would be the weird question to ask about this. Right. But, you know, it's not Lovecraft, and if it's not Lovecraft, fuck them. I don't care about any of those other guys. Right. Shit. Yeah, it would... It. But it strikes me as it would be interesting to explore that meta-myth from a Lovecraftian perspective. I guess. And and not necessarily in how how he would write Star Wars, but and I, I brought this up um, to Lehman Kessler that since since Lehman Kessler is a you know, enormous Star Wars fan, um, that and 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 of of course everybody you know if you don't know who Lehman Kessler is he plays Howard Lovecraft on YouTube. Ask Lovecraft. And if you didn't know that, shame on you. Right. And that will be that will be in episode eight of of uh, Star Wars. Will be you know the next time that we see Snoke, it'll actually be Lehman. Lehman is Lovecraft. Sweet. You know, and he'll have conversations with C three PO. Will C three PO wear that awful Hawaiian shirt? Possibly. So yeah, C-3PO and Howard Lovecraft. Hello. Now you get to know why C-3PO's arm was red. Ask Lovecraft. Seriously, man, I did not recognize that motherfucker when he came on the screen. Until he said his name, I had no idea who that was. That red arm was... Oh... Oh my god, he's got a red arm! Oh my god, I can't believe you said this supposed to be spoiler free. Do what? I can't believe you revealed the red arm. This whole thing was supposed to be spoiler free. Uh, no, I put in the description of this thing that there are going to be spoilers aplenty. Mm-hmm. Seriously, it's been too yes. much. You haven't seen this movie. and you're, 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 one, you're either not a Star Wars fan and you don't give a shit, 
Yeah. Or you're one of the 17 Star Wars fans who haven't seen it. The statute of limitations is over on spoilers. That's right. Yes. That's right. And, and actually, actually, the statute of limitations apparently on negative reviews is also over because I think Monday was the first negative reviews I saw Seriously? coming out. Yeah, the first links to negative reviews I've seen. Up, up until up until Monday, every single article on Star Wars was how awesome The Force Awakens was. It's the greatest thing since sliced bread. It was good, but it's not the greatest thing since sliced bread. Sliced bread is pretty freaking awesome. Ray. You are also a sandwich eater. Who's also a sandwich eater? Yeah, you both said that. Sliced bread is pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Best well, thing ever. Um, actually, we have gone over. This is a long episode today. Yeah. But I think every I think every Star Wars episode we've ever done has gone over. Yes. And Tom. So speaking of Star Wars, Ron has a well. It's not a surprise anymore, but right. We're doing a play by post Star Wars adventure. Mm-hmm. We're doing a play by post Star Wars adventure titled. Shadows of Narshada, and it is a scum and villainy adventure. Ooh. Rather than set during the Rebellion era. So far we have uh, five slots taken. We have one opening. So if you're watching this and you want to get in on that opening, you have to tell us what kind of shirt Steve is wearing. Let's see. Put me up. Put me up. I'll put you up. You okay. If you guys can see that, if you're listening to this on audio, tough shit. <laughs> <laughs> I made that mistake when we had when we asked what Kim's shirt was. Yes. Yeah, so we have an open slot for anybody want to hear Saga rules. Which is D20. Right. We'll be doing... Uh, it'll be Star Wars Saga Edition, the last uh, Wizards of the Coast pressing now, of the... Is that fairly compatible with D20 Modern? Fairly compatible with D20 Modern. So if you're familiar with D20 Modern and you don't have the rules... You should... Right. If, if you've played Dungeons & Dragons, uh, I think it's closer to 4.0 D&D. Don't say that. You know, unless people really hate 4.0 D&D, then it's D20 Modern. Um, they're pre-gen characters, so really the only thing you're going to have to worry about is... There's a background for your character. That's yeah, that's all we need. In combat, but, you know... Yeah, but... Combat. Uh, the character we have available is... A Celestian hacker, if I remember correctly. Celestians are the guys with. No, that's yeah. a Twilight. No, Celestian no. is uh, Han Solo's or Lando Calrissian's buddy in Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. Yeah. The guys. I think he's Celestian. With the butt face. Kinda. kinda. I'm not enough of a. No, fan. no. I'm sorry. Nick is the butt face. <laughs> and and our we love slicer, you, Nick. We really do. Our slicer is a Duros. That's what he is. He's a Duros. He's not a Celestial. Um, I guess we'll we'll give it to the end of the week. So hit us up at microphonesofmadness at gmail dot com. Uh, tell us what shirt Steve was wearing. And uh, we'll get you hooked up with that last character slot. And I guess if we don't get anything, you know, don't no one's interested in that last character, we'll just make him a droid. Mini, mini, mini. <laughs> Not that droid. Not Tweaky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, like we said before, Friday. Thumbs up, motherfucker. Friday, <laughs> right. Next next Friday, uh, Monday night, we are back to Ozymandias. That's right. Out of uh, out of uh, virtual Hogwarts. Yeah. Apparently, the heroes will be given job offers. And psychic powers. Sweet. Yeah, have you picked your psychic power, Steve? I have. I yeah. almost was going to do it. I was almost going to just say, you know, it's not worth it. But I figured something out. Right on. Um, let's see. So, yeah, Monday night will be Monday Night Heroes, Ozymandias, Eclipse Phase. Uh, Friday night will be the return of Friday Fun Guy, playing some yes. uh, modern era Call of Cthulhu. And next Saturday, here on Microphones of Madness, the incomparable yeah. Pete Rollick. We can get people on. Do what? We can get people on this show when we want to. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Uh, we'll Pete, be talking about uh, this book right here. Yeah, the, the anthology he edited, The Legacy. Legacy of the Reanimator, right there. There it is. Because you know, poor Pete's the Reanimator guy. And you just see, I have a. He's stuck with that title forever now. Yeah. Well, I we're not going to be talking about Pete's actual writing. We'll be plugging the book he edited. Right. But we'll be talking about yeah I'm the sure. book itself and right. probably Reanimators and Weird Company and Reanimatrix. Which I helped and, to uh, Leah um, has just finished some audio on uh, one of the uh, Peasley Papers stories. Uh, we'll make sure we get that in the link of the show notes. Right. Um, yeah, and that's that's what we have for right now. Uh, we are winding down on season season two. Of microphones of madness, so we'll be uh, we'll be talking to Pete. Uh, we have a couple other things in store for later on, and we'll be continuing our discussion of Key Conga. I think the next time we do Key Conga, we should do two stories. The next story is like a page long. Okay. And then the one after that is like 15 pages long. It's pretty big, so it's like a small story. And, uh, and then a longer story. Okay, yeah, we can do that. We can we can do both of the stories next time. So that'll be. Probably that'll be the fourth Kikonga episode. Yeah. Yes, I think so. No, maybe the. Uh, I think it's. I think it'll be the fourth. It'll be the fourth Kikonga episode. We'll be doing that the week after Pete Rollick. So, if you're if you're interested in our read through of Pete Rollick, Kikonga. Kikonga. Pete Rollick next week. You'll be hearing about our read-through of that, and you'll be hearing about our read-through of Kikonga the following week. So, without further ado, we will say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie, and... May the Force be with you. May the Force be with you, always. And also with you. Because you were raised as a Catholic. That's right. I'm so... <laughs> Good night, everybody.